Kristen Sandy event with the Kristen Sandy Show where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as, as I say in every episode, we've got a great show for you today. In fact, today we've got a really special show, I think. You know, um, we've got Angela Watson, who's a rising artist out there, but people might know her better from the show um, Step by Step as she played Karen Foster. And what a role that was, of course. We'll talk about that in a little while. Um, but we're definitely excited to have her on. We're definitely excited to hear parts yes. of her story and talk music and acting and see what where it goes. So, Karen, I mean, Karen, I'm going to call you Karen now. So, Angela, are you here? <laughs> yes. I, believe me, I felt like that was my second name, Karen, became. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> you know what? You were the original Karen, huh? With oh, all this right. going on yeah, now? you know, everybody's all <laughs> yeah. Karen. Yeah, believe me. I'm right. sure they could create some memes of some, like, terrible things that Karen would say, and she'd fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> when when yeah. all this happened with the whole Karen thing, was that the first thing you thought of was your character? I Actually, you would think so, but, you know, you kind of move <laughs> on from it, and yeah. uh, it's just another char- a character that I played, so um, it, it was fun. I didn't take it personal as a character. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so I like to start out the same on every episode. Is we're going through all mm-hmm. this whole crisis right now with the COVID. How has COVID affected you, and how are you kind of weaving around that? Right. Well, Talk about a blessing from God. Um, uh-huh. I, I got engaged last April, and oh, wow. um, I wanted to be close to my family who had moved back to Florida. And, you know, we can go into a little bit later about how mm-hmm. I had been estranged from, the, from them for 20 years. Yeah. But um, yeah. my focus was being back with them. And then this magical thing happened with my fiance. So I drug him from California to Florida. (laughs) Um, He was sure not expecting that to happen either. And um, I just had this feeling last year that the date of our wedding Mm -hmm. had to be on his late mother's birthday, which was this past February. And um, I just was gonna, not going to take no for an answer. You know, I'm like, that's the date and it has to be. He kept mm-hmm. saying, well, how about June or July when more of my family could come down? And I said, no. <laughs> and thank goodness, because things were just starting. My best friend from Arizona flew in and I, people were starting to wear masks on the plane. And mm-hmm. it was just getting, starting to break. So thank oh, wow. goodness we had a beautiful, the most beautiful, magical wedding. Um at our church and in the courtyard outside. It was just really lovely. And my friends and family got to be here. And then we closed on our house the next day. And pretty much we have had a quarantine honeymoon. So I really couldn't ask for anything better. You know, people are like, well, don't you have a honeymoon? I'm like, well, this is it, you know, (laughs) who would not (laughs) want to be with their, their new husband for three months by themselves, (laughs) you know, there you go. And giving us time to unpack and settle into our new place. So it's really been a really nice blessing for us and see sandy and i will be married 18 years in october and we've been a 20 yes and we've been a 24 7 couple the whole time wow we have yeah we are (laughs) actually my parents are like that too and at first at first brian was was 
saying, wow, your parents are always together. But then we're like, well, we want to be together all the time, too. <laughs> so we're kind of like, right. that well. so that's cool. <laughs> well, that, that's good to know because I would love for our eight-year-old son and, and our 18-month-old Aww. daughter so, and you'll hear from our son oh, yeah. later because he'll he always asks one question to each artist. Oh, but, um, fun. But, yeah. you know, because we are a family <laughs> affair show. But that but that's cool to know that that kind of rubs off if you live a twenty four seven marriage that kids want to follow that. Yes, yes. Well, congrats, you guys. That's wonderful about your kids and your <laughs> marriage, and hopefully we can be just as successful. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope so for that too. And yeah. for like COVID was like a kind of a blessing for us too. And you know, sometimes you almost feel guilty, but we have to take advantage of whatever opportunities there. And right. when we first la- we launched the show January third, and our oh, original okay. plan was to interview a hundred artists first year, and that would be a good goal to reach. You know, right. very few people can say they 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 interviewed a hundred people in the first year. <laughs> very few people can say mm-hmm. that. And so I thought, great goal. COVID happens. Everything gets shut down. Mm-hmm. I told Sandy, I was like, oh my. This could be our time to shine. I was like, all wow. these artists are going to need a place mm-hmm. to talk. We're right. going to give them that. And we bumped Aww. it up. And because of that, you are now our 201st <gasps> interview. Oh, wow. Yes, that's great. That's exciting. <laughs> oh, thank you. And the cool thing is, and this wasn't planned, but we crossed the number 200 yesterday, and it was my birthday. Oh, well, happy late birthday. <laughs> well, thank that's you. That's a good way to celebrate, for sure. <clears throat> Oh yeah. So now, <laughs> so now, as we get started a little bit into your story, let's start yes. with the beginnings. Um, tell us a little bit how you got started in acting, and that led you up into um, the whole step by step before we really go deep in the other part. Right. Well, I'm originally from Illinois. I'm a farmer's daughter, and <laughs> my parents didn't like the cold winters, so every winter we would go down to Florida, and you know, I'd go to school down there, and. After my grandmother passed away when I was 10, we moved permanently to Florida, and my mother decided to enter me into a pageant. She said, would that, would that be fun, a beauty pageant? And I said, sure. I was about 11, <laughs> and oh, wow. I did, and I won. And so from there, of course, you go to the state and then the national competitions, and you could be in one every weekend. I mean, I, I have over 200 trophies and 60 crowns, but not that I have them all oh, anymore, wow. but that's what I had amassed wow. at one point. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to um, – the only thing I, I was having trouble winning was the talent. And I was a tap dancer from Illinois. You know, I started doing that in Illinois when I was three, and I loved doing that. Um, but a singer would always be the, the dancer. And I said, so I'm going to sing and I'm going to win. <laughs> and so I got one of those You, you Sing the Hits cassettes. And I got Patsy Klein, and, and I thought I was going to sing Crazy or Sweet Dreams. But when I went into my room, I heard a different song called Walking After Midnight I had never heard before. Mm-hmm. And I, my mom said I disappeared for the whole weekend, and I came out, and I, I declared that I was going to sing Walking After Midnight, and I was going to win. Oh, wow. And I did. <laughs> and wow. that, I was about oh, 11 or 12. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that kicked it off, and of course my my grandmother from Illinois, who my dear, you know, the only grandparent I got to see or meet, mm-hmm. and yeah. she and her brothers and sisters basically taught themselves how to play music and had their own band. Oh, so cool. I remember growing up listening to her and 
uh, and then we'd be in our motor home on the way to Florida with our eight track and I'd have Dolly Parton nine to five and Loretta Lynn and coal miners daughter, you know, singing those songs. Mm. So it's kind of always mm-hmm. been in my blood and I just huh. naturally love it. So that's kind of where things got kicked off with the pageants and the performing. Oh, wow. So as you got as you get further into your career and stuff, how did step by step happen? Because I, and and when, <laughs> and when you got the part, did did y'all really know how big that show was going to be? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so <laughs> after the pageants and my success, and I went to Dallas, Texas, and I won Model of the Year. Uh, a scout, a manager, was going around the country having different seminars and meeting with young actors. And he met with my parents and said, Oh, I think you should come to Los Angeles. And he would have an agent already set up for us and he could send me out on auditions. So my mm-hmm. parents decided to give me that shot and took wow. me to LA in 91. I think I was about, or no, 80, 89, 90 at first for a few months before totally moving out there. And I, I got a few commercials. I did the Davis Rule series with Jonathan Winters yeah. and Randy Quaid. <laughs> that oh, was wow. an experience, uh, the first time on, on a set. And then ABC, that was the same network as, as Step by Step. They saw me on that show and invited me to meet with the producers. I didn't even have to audition for oh, Step wow. by Step. It was just my my folks and I went and met with the producers and, you know, then we heard it was with Patrick Duffy and Suzanne Summers and we're like, are you kidding me? <laughs> They're going to be my parents? Is this real? Are we dreaming? So it was so uh, wild and, and awesome. And yeah, of course, it, it's funny though. I was telling someone else today that Suzanne Summers from the very beginning said seven years, it's going to go seven years. Like she, she declared it. She said, uh-huh. that's what she wanted. <laughs> and that was her plan. And, uh-huh. uh, and it did. So whatever, wow. you know, whatever she did to yeah. make that happen or the network was just, uh, it's so wonderful to be a part of a family show like that. And with all yeah. the kids on it and, we just had a had a great time. We got along really well, and Suzanne and Patrick were just really wonderful people to be around and to work with. Now, were y- were y'all friends outside of the show? We were. You know, we didn't have a lot of time to you know <laughs> hang out and all that stuff. Yeah. But when when we did, I think Stacy she played Dana, my sister, and Christine who played Al, the tomboy. We were kind of a little trio that liked to hang out and do, you know, girl girl stuff. And when we filmed the show in Maui uh, one season, which was ridiculous, it was just incredible to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, the three girls and our teacher, because we had a, a school teacher on the set for us, uh, mm-hmm. we hired this company to uh, hike. They're called Crater Bound, and there's Haleakala. Like, it's a real, it's an active volcano, but it could go off anytime mm-hmm. it wants, you know. <laughs> and we yeah. hiked down it, and we had these guys who set up our camp and were cooking us tuna when we arrived to our camp at night. So we did that really fun thing together, and we went on oh. a few cruises with our families and you know, we just had had fun, and um, now wow. that we're, you know, where we've reconnected, and it's just really mm. fun to see what everyone's doing nowadays. And, and you know, I I looked up a few of the cast members earlier, and I noticed that Stacy, I had never figured, is a big, is a big district district attorney now. 
Right, yes, like an L.A. <laughs> County prosecutor, which is funny because her character wow. was always, like, trying to do that. She, I mean, she really kind of geared toward that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that crazy. Yeah. And then, of course, Cody's this big martial artist now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen Sasha for a while. I know he did some of the kickboxer movies, so he was uh, yeah, very, also, very athletic, yes. <laughs> so, but it's crazy when you see all that. Now, did y'all know with that final season of the show, did y'all know it was coming, or was that a surprise? It kind of was a surprise. We had just celebrated <clears throat> our 150th episode. It was that fall. Oh, wow. And then I think they were talking about maybe – picking it up for another it was going like season by season so it looked like it might be going another season uh Mm. stacy's character and her boyfriend on the show they were going to have like a big wedding at the end of the season and um, i was actually offered a development deal by warner brothers for my own series possibly even a spin-off um with the character So all of that was mm-hmm. kind of in the works, and um, but then, uh, yeah, we we had not finished the season, so we were a few few episodes shy when they they came in and said it was over. And one of our dearest producers, Bill Bickley, uh, one of he's a writer director. He was you know pretty much in tears, like holding back tears on the mm-hmm. set, like having a child, and let, telling us it was done. Wow. And I'm sure it was like, and I guess what makes matters worse for you, knowing your past now, is that not only did you get crushed with that coming down, but you then went to a a dark place after that. Tell us a little bit about that and how that all got started. Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, like I said, there is still, um, there's some misinformation online and, you know, once it gets on there, it gets spread around yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's hard to yeah. spell it so it's nice to to finally speak truth now that I can see the truth of everything but um the end of the show I was uh 20 21 22 22 years old so you know I'm, I'm still very young and just because yeah. I lived in Hollywood I wasn't mm-hmm. you know running wild I wasn't Miss Independent I was still pretty sheltered and mm-hmm. in dealing with people of the world and unfortunately, yeah. I had I was approached by a producer who was going to help transition my career into an adult actor, and he seemed to uh, give me all the right advice. It just felt right, like okay, oh, wow. he's really teaching me how to be a, a the right kind of professional and what I need to have longevity in the business. Mm. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, I did not know. And, and like you said, looking back, did you know the show was going to go that long? Well, like looking back at the beginning of relationships, like you, you don't, you can't predict how something will turn out. And certainly mm-hmm. my right. family and friends. Um, but basically, I was, I, now I see looking back, I was pretty much brainwashed into mm-hmm. thinking that my parents had stolen my money and um, that I should turn against all my cast members because I actually did sue my own parents. And Mm -hmm. for 20 years, like the legalities went on and on. And even though it never felt right in my heart, I was telling, you know, my mind had been saying that, well, this is the right thing. You knew, you kind of knew in your heart. Yes. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and it felt, but it felt wrong. So, 
for 20 years, I went along with that and turned against mm-hmm. everybody on the cast. And uh, basically, I was manipulated and controlled, but all the while thinking I was doing the right thing. And of course, now, yeah. I, even yeah. though I was raised Methodist, and I went to Sunday school, mm-hmm. and I went to church, you know, I didn't have that personal relationship yeah. with the Lord yeah. that I do now. Mm-hmm. And I see now, if I did, then that, that never would have happened, but you know, this is what God wanted me to go through to make me stronger, draw closer to him. And mm-hmm, I have. And so for 20 mm-hmm. years, I was searching. I was trying to find the way out. You know, I did yoga. Uh-huh. I did all this meditating. I did, you know, I didn't know. I just didn't know how to get out of there. And then mm-hmm. in, thank goodness, in 2018, I had read, probably people have heard of the book, The Secret to the Law of Attraction yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. started choosing to be positive. I choose to be happy mm. no matter, I mean, despite, in spite of my circumstances. And really yeah. that, that alone propelled me out of, out of that. Um, and I didn't know what I, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I had to, you know, pretty much everyone was against me. I didn't talk to anyone. I thought everybody hated mm-hmm. me. Wow. And um, so I just jumped out like a leap of faith, and believe me, when so I left like a cult my of, house, really. yes, it was like a cult of one. <laughs> and <laughs> but I felt I felt as free as an eagle, you know, when I was when I was getting like I got a U-Haul and just packed up, and I didn't know where I was going. But there, there you would know the like the person I call leads me right uh-huh. to Jesus, mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, there were wow. signs. Like I would, yeah. I went to my, uh, I would go to this place called the Self-Realization Center, which was very mm-hmm. interesting. And mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about that as well. It was started by yeah. yogis, but they also had Christianity. So <laughs> to make it, you know, like Hinduism, but comfortable for Americans. But um, huh. so I went there, but it wasn't satisfying me until uh, yeah. my now husband invited me to his church. And I went. And I said, wait, this is not the kind of church I used to go to. <laughs> and <laughs> when I heard the contemporary worship music, and mm. I just, I'm getting the chills right now. And the, yeah. there was a song, I The remember. Spirit of the Lord. Yeah, The Spirit of the mm-hmm. Lord is here. You know, the evidence is oh, all yeah. around. And I, I was bawling. And I just knew at that wow. moment that's what I've been looking for. And so from then on, I was able to, like, Jesus, he get you know gave me the strength. He broke my chains. He broke my chains. I got out, but I was still not. I still had not severed it. So yeah. it wasn't until that that I got saved, and I said, like I said, I'm, I want to get baptized next week. <laughs> wow. So then, wow. then oh, I knew. Awesome. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so from then on, uh, it's just been amazing the blessings. And believe me, I was. I I am. I was the prodigal daughter. And my, mm-hmm. but my oh, mother wow. never stopped praying for me, you know, they <laughs> never gave up hope. Oh. And yes. it's just wow. really magical. But in 2018, I flew from California to Florida on my birthday. It just, it just happened that way. It was yeah. on my birthday. Oh, wow. And, and mm-hmm. I hugged my parents for the first time in 20 years. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And for, and, and, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just, it's, you know, lots to just keep going on. I'll let you ask. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and you know, yeah. you talking about all this, it brought back memories to me because <clears throat> I remember um, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me wow. almost almost 13 years ago. But the first oh, yeah. five years of our marriage was really hell on my wife because of that. But oh. you know, she never put me down. She never nagged me. Yeah. She never told me, called me names, any of that. She, she oh. loved me in spite of the addictions. And yes. sometimes when we tell our story, people will say, well, she allowed you to walk over her. And I'm like, no, she allowed me mm. to experience God's pure love through her. And mm. I wouldn't be alive. I, I know I wouldn't be alive if it weren't for her. And yeah. God helped me, healed me through her. But it was a couple of years mm. after he healed me from the addictions that I remember um, Sandy saying, you know, we always went to a lot of free events with free food. If it was free food, we were there. And she seen this event was free food, but it was a church service. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't sure mm-hmm. if I would go. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of <laughs> ready, I think. Um, let's, let's do it. So we went yeah. on mm-hmm. Wednesday night and enjoyed the people. And we went three Wednesday nights. And I remember I, thought, I felt like I was ready. And I was like, okay, let's do Sunday morning. We went Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And I knew immediately when we walked in that door, it wasn't from, I was like, okay, this is not where I'm supposed to be. I just knew that wasn't the church. And I remember mm-hmm. as, there, as, as we're sitting in the pews and the preacher preaching and all that, I'm having an argument in my head with God. And I remember telling <laughs> him, what is up with this? You, you know, you opened my heart back to church. I know this ain't it. And I mm-hmm. felt the whisper of Savannah Christian Church. And I'm like, huh, that's, that's like, um, nobody's never invited us there. It's, it's one of the largest churches in Savannah, and it's very contemporary. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I remember thinking, okay, uh, maybe I'm right <laughs> here. Maybe he's, uh, and, and I remember when we were leaving that church, I told Sandy, I was like, were you comfortable there? She goes, oh, heck no. And I was like, great, because huh? God already told me mm-hmm. that we're supposed to go to Savannah Christians, and we're going to become members. <laughs> now, we just wow. had a bad experience here. Right. And I'm telling her that God spoke in that wow. church and told me that we're going to be – and I get home. I post on Facebook that next week we're going to check out Savannah Christian Church. I got a, a friend of mine who moved from Savannah to Ohio. Private message says, call me. I got to talk to you. He calls. <laughs> and, we t- and he says, dude, if I would live two hours from that church, I'd be there. And wow. Every week, and um, he's like, it's that powerful. And, and I remember – we walk in those doors. We sit down. What you just said, and that band started playing. Mm. I knew I was home. Aww. I knew I was home. Amen. <laughs> and you know, so you I just brought. It. That made me. You know, when you were t- talking about that, ball almost brought me in tears because I can. I can still uh. feel that moment. Yes. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> so, what did your parents? What were some of the first beginning conversations you had with your? I mean, you went twenty years. <laughs> So right. what was that reunion like after right. and, the excitement? Yeah, yeah. And and my brother was there with his new <laughs> wife, which I had only I teased her later. I said I'd only stalked you online because <laughs> <laughs> I never met, but I had seen pictures of like who is this woman? Um, it's I mean it's kind of surreal, but it's as really as if as if a day has not passed. Mm. Like it's yeah. as, as yeah, it it was just normal yeah. and comfortable, and you know, my father has later, you know, said, apologized and felt bad that mm-hmm. he was too protective or didn't let me go out into the world, and you know, but I, you know, I 
said, no, you, you, you know, you're forgiven. I'm for, we're all forgiven for what we did or did not do. And so don't mm-hmm. dwell on that. And so, yeah, yeah it's just, it's just a beautiful thing to enjoy and, and be so thankful. I mean, my dad is 86. So for him to be here and still healthy and my whole family is, is just a gift. Wow. I love that. And we're going to take oh, a quick yeah. commercial okay. break. And, and, and I, and I okay. wanted you to tell that story because I think it's important because we talk to a lot of artists um, yeah. on the show and, and a lot of young mm-hmm. artists. And I think your story is powerful because, because I think people don't think that they could fall for that. But it's not that right. hard. When you want something so bad, you're almost, you almost get to the point of desperation. And if you get right. to that point, it becomes easy. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back, and we're going to play um, the We Love Santa Claus song. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and then we're going to talk <laughs> yeah. about how that came out. How does that sound? Yes. Great. Sounds all good. All right. Thanks. Hang on the line here. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry, The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
Love the song. <laughs> yes, what a fun song. Great song. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was And kind of need that with this day and time right now. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so how'd that all come together, the song and stuff? Yes. So um, while my fiance, he was my, still my fiance at the time last year, um, he needed some contacts. And so we, we saw in the paper, not very far from my, where my folks lived, there was an optometrist. And mm-hmm. so we went there and he's getting his eyes examined and I was just sitting there too. And he's telling the optometrist, you know, we're from LA and actors and blah, 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 whatever. And I also sing and um, he's like, Oh really? And it's funny, Chris, because he actually, his voice is very similar to yours. He sounds very similar. <laughs> uh, his name oh. is, is, is J. Michael Witherington and he was mm. a budding songwriter from Oklahoma. <laughs> Oh, wow. And, yeah, oh, wow. and so he says, I've written these songs, and I want you to sing them. And we were, I, was, I was like, okay, uh, because, <laughs> number one, he didn't even know, like, I don't think he'd ever seen the show, and he certainly never heard me sing, but he just said he, yeah. he wanted me to sing it. And so <laughs> oh, we're like, wow. okay, whatever, yeah, whatever you say. And then he's, he's like, no, I'm, I'm serious. I, I have a partner who is, owns a professional studio in the next town over, and I'll set it up, and we can figure out your key and get it done. And so we said, okay, I guess it's real. And it was. So that's how that came about. And now last year, I mean, it just really happened uh, kind of last fall, and you know, that's why we're out a little bit earlier this year because, you yeah. know, people don't realize that you promote Christmas earlier and try to get the radio mm-hmm. play. We did get some play last year, um, but that's why yeah. now it just, you know, it was kind of came together like that, and that's why we're so happy oh, cool. that people enjoy it and want to hear more. So, <laughs> I love oh, that. Oh, that's great. You know, yes. One of the things we like to do on our show, is, and I, is I, and I don't think enough people talk about this, is um, – you know, there's always a team behind every artist or every actor, you know, however you want to say right. it. Um, and, but, pe- you know, people see the artists. They see the glory of, like, a Blake Shelton, you know, and right. all that, or the Mir- Miranda or Carrie. But they don't see the team that makes Blake who he <laughs> is. And right. I think that that's a shame. And I'm putting a stop to that, at least on our show anyway. Uh, <laughs> and and yes. I always like to give the artists and, peop- and, and people to kind of talk about the team. So if you want to take a few minutes to tell us about the team behind you, and you can even talk about some of the people from the past, that's fine. You know, it's whoever you want to talk about. Just tell us who has made you who you are. Right. Well, of course, for this song, that would be um, Mike Witherington, the songwriter, who – He's actually written a couple of more so far, and that, and I have recorded another one that we'll tell you about when that's ready. But um, the producer, Julian Sundby, he has the Fort Studios uh, down here in Florida, and he's just a talented, talented artist and producer. So he was the producer of that song. And then, of course, all of my vocal instructors, actually starting in Florida with Tanya Reisner and... <laughs> going into California with more of a Broadway style, Armin mm-hmm. Hoffman and Karen Dolan, who really helped me to uh, learn how to sing properly and, and to take that into the world that I, you know, I still use their daily vocal lessons <laughs> from <laughs> 20 years ago. So those, and then of course the support of my family and my husband and 
mm-hmm. um, like my husband, he's he's also an actor, but we are oh, we wow. just like support each other so much, and mm-hmm. we enjoy seeing each other being funny and <laughs> crack each other up. If you mm-hmm. guys, we actually have our own website now. If you want to see see my uh, information, you can go to AngelaWatsonSings.com. Is my official authorized website. Um, despite mm-hmm. others that might be out there. And then my husband and I, we have lovebirds2020.com where we actually oh, read wow. daily <laughs> daily devotionals. And we did some mm-hmm. skits, our COVID quarantine skits, actually for uh, the, the Florida Film Commission had a little, or they were making a video, so they asked people to put together some skits. So we like to do impersonations and be silly and try to, you know, mm-hmm. make people laugh through the the terrible situation that everybody's going yeah. through. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that that's uh, who's supportive of me for sure. Well, I love that. And, and you know, like with yeah. us, you know, we've been married like I said, almost eighteen years. And you know, right. being that twenty four seven couple, you wouldn't believe how many people have said, "Oh, that's bad. It's unhealthy. It's this. It's that." Oh, we've every heard year, it so many times. Every year we oh. hear that. And it's, and the crazy thing is, I lost friends at the very beginning because, um, see, we actually met back in 2002 online, and of course, back then it was ah. taboo. She was in Kentucky, right, I was right. in Georgia, so yeah. there'd been no mm-hmm. one we could have met. And we wow. met, uh, we met February 2nd. We talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. We set a wedding date on February 18th, and we met in person March 4th. <laughs> we actually, we actually were meeting in person oh, yeah. to see who we were going to marry. Wow, that's mm-hmm. great. That's wonderful. And we did marry the date that we set, which was October 5th of 02. Oh, and and wow. here's the funny part. We're kind of doing this again on Blind Faith because we've never visited Nashville yet, but we've already decided oh. next year we're moving there. Oh, wow. Yay. <laughs> so we're very excited about that. Now, That's are y'all cool, based okay? in Nashville or Florida or Right now we're based in Florida, but we do have an agent in Orlando who has sent us out for, you know, there's a lot of production in Atlanta and Louisiana Mm -hmm. and the Carolinas. So we could Mm -hmm. be doing a lot of different stuff around, around the Southeast. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah. So since you talk about your husband a lot, tell us a story. And I know he probably goes above and beyond for you every day. I get that. But tell us a story that stands out, a story where he went above and beyond for your career, and you were mm-hmm. like, "Wow, he gets this is my passion." Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, he just—he's so supportive of me, supportive of me in everything. But um, really, I mean, like this optometrist things, like it all guides uh, to that path. But he uh-huh. was at Subway. He was at Subway reading a, a newspaper, and he saw that there was a new professional theater in the next town over. And so he immediately writes the guy on Facebook <laughs> and, yeah. and he got us an audition. So we were oh, both wow. in there auditioning. And then of course they only had one, uh, w- one part open for a female. Mm-hmm. And so I was cast in, in a play that I did there in January in a play called the dining room where I played eight different oh, cool. characters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so he, of course, you know, being an actor himself and trying out for those roles could have, you know, felt a little, well, she gets the role and, you know, I did this. But he does, you know, (laughs) he just, he was so supportive of me and promoting it and doing whatever he could that we just, Mm. you know, love each other so much 
to like it's it's not about that. If he got a regular yeah. on the series, I th- that would be wonderful. If I did again, we just yeah, exactly. we just support each other. I mean, I just I make him do different impersonations <laughs> just for my amusement, you know. <laughs> that just oh, makes me that. happy. He's like my personal performer. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, oh, awesome. So what does your parents think about you still going this route after everything you went through? <laughs> well, they they love that, you know, and I think they they can't deny, you know, God gave me this talent and that people enjoy it. So, yeah, I know it's difficult, but they, they think it's great that I'm doing it and shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, shun it or, or turn away from it. And, of course, now I would love to do more faith-based projects and my best friend wants she wants me to do a hallmark movie which would be fun and oh that would be cool so or something you know even my own my story you know I have to get focused and try to put it in writing or if it can help other people because it's not not something I certainly want to keep reliving or dwell in but if other people like you said need need to see how easily it can happen and how you go down (laughs) a path and I think too, it's important. Before too long, yes. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think it's very important because, especially in the country music world, I mean, I mean, of course, every industry is alike. They have the you have your bad people, but in the country music world, it seems like there's a lot more young females trying to make right. it in country music than any other genre out there. I mean, it's almost like mm-hmm. ten to one. I mean, <laughs> and I think your story can help them. To guide that thing, because I'm like we had a girl named Justine Blazer come on our show, and she talked about a little bit about her story, and she started a production company there, which is of course producing artists and all that. It's a man's world for the most part, and right. she she was telling us that what started that for her was she got tired of going into um, studios, and they said, oh yeah, we can do this, and they would like and they would expect something extra. Mm. Right. And she said she she right. said that she goes there's got to be other women that feel like me. She says so so she went out and bought thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars worth of equipment and had a couple wow. friends that that knew that industry good and says teach me everything, and they taught mm-hmm. her how to do all the producing and all that. And now she produces the women that 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 feel that way. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, so so using your story, I think can help. Just like we're you know we're writing a book on our story and how all this came to be with the show and how we went through right. 19 years of addictions and all that. Cause I, mm-hmm. you know, we know that God's leading us to tell that story because everybody keeps saying y'all oh, need absolutely. to write a book. And <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. That's great. Yes. And like and, and, I was reading yeah. in uh, that, the book called fervent prayer, it was like based on the war room movie. Uh-huh. Oh um, yes. Mm-hmm. But just talking about how, um, especially people of faith, like mm-hmm. you really, you know, uh, they, the dark side, darkness, they, you know, he packages it, packages it to make it look pretty shiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was so yep. good. And, and it's like no coincidence that it's just what is our weakness. You know, he knows exactly yeah. where to get us. So we have to be mm-hmm. really built. Uh, diligent, vigilant, whatever, um, about, you know, staying strong and on the, on the right path of, of, for our life and not getting yep. caught up in the world, the worldly things. And I think that's, that's part of it. And, and, you know, and that's why even though 
we got a strong marriage. We we still listen to a lot of marriage podcasts, a lot of marriage sermons. Mm-hmm. We read books together, and all. We, you know, we, at one point we were listening like three and four ser- marriage sermons a week, every week for a while. Right, and we yeah. would just mm-hmm. pour into us. We would have we, yeah. we have so many guardrails around our marriage um, because right. we know, we we know that the enemy can make something twist things. And next thing you know, you fade apart. Oh, we do, you know, yeah. we truly live in a little bubble, you know, and some people say that's bad and all that. You know what? If it's bad, I'd rather keep my marriage solid and be bad for the rest of my life than to fall in those cracks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah, we do too. We're always reading devotionals. And then now we just joke about it like when, you know, oh, he's like, oh, I, when I was going to get your pizza, Really? Oh, you were the one who got the pizza, <laughs> you know. So now we joke yeah. about the little the little remarks. Now we can make a joke yeah. out of them that we, exactly. you know, don't say hurtfully. But we're we're six months in, Love. so we're we're just new at it. But <laughs> so because oh, I can yeah. tell you're definitely a family affair um, around you. We're a family yeah. affair show, and like I always tell people, we bring our eight-year-old to ask one question to each of yeah. the artists and, and guests yeah. we have on. So Sandy's yeah. going to get him on. Uh, okay. And, you know, like I said earlier, when Caitlin gets old enough, we'll be plugging her in, too. We're going to prepare yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, I love it. it. <laughs> Here's Christopher with his question. Hi, Christopher. Hi, hello. What's your favorite food? Oh my gosh, thank you for asking me. My favorite, favorite food. That's a very difficult one. Um, my most, it's recent, and you'll probably think it's gross. I don't know, unless your parents like eating it. I like lamb. <laughs> I love eating lamb. I love anything peppermint. And of course, dark, dark chocolate. So those, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> and- and what's yours, though, Chris? Pizza. Pizza, yes. I just had some for lunch. I was just, my husband and I love pizza, too. <laughs> cool. Well, Thanks. thank you. Bye. That was fun. Thanks, Christopher. Yeah, he, Bye. <laughs> I call him our secret weapon because, you know, it's funny. We'll be he watching um, Facebook Lives of artists that just came on our show, and sometimes they'll mention our show. And when they do, mm-hmm. they almost always talk about him and his pizza. <laughs> he's the memorable. So, so I guess he's our secret weapon. <laughs> nobody's ever been asked a question on a on an interview show from an eight year old. Right, I love yeah. that. That's fun. <laughs> so this past February, and, and of course, I know that you're doing acting and singing and wherever it goes. So I think it's still a question for you. And I always ask the same question. But this past February made a five year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. Mm. And at that time, she had a top 30, her first single. It wasn't number one yet. I eventually went to number one. But it was, you know, so a lot of people didn't know who she was. But she, when she answered us, she knew exactly where she was going. And her, what she told us is almost to the T of what she's living today five years later. And I always like mm. to tell that story to get guests to really think about that question because a lot can happen in five years. I mean, hey, you know, who would have thought that your show, the step-by-step, step, you know, you were successful within probably right. one year. <laughs> All of a sudden it just exploded. You know, so you know, right. you know that a lot can happen in five years. So where do you want to be in five years? In five years, um, 
I definitely would love to probably have recorded an out al- like a worship album. Um, oh wow! I would love nothing more than you know singing for the Lord. That's that's what excites me on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And um, both my husband and I, you know, we're in the older range now for uh, children, so we don't know if that's going to be a gift for us. But we definitely have talked about adopting or fostering. So. Hopefully, you know, having a have my wife own just family. had Caitlin at forty two years old. So, hey, well, okay, there's yeah. there's hope for me. Thanks, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So we just we don't know, but certainly some sort of a, a family unit that we yeah. can start, you know, building and yeah, um, that's what we'd like to do. Yeah, it's funny talking about the age thing. <laughs> when we first had little Chris, because like I said, he's eight. I was 40 years old, and I'd never held a baby before him. So even though people think that's crazy, it actually became more special because he was the first baby I ever held, even though I was 40 years old. And and even though that she was turning 35 basically when she she had him, they still considered her high-risk pregnancy, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And then – so, who we had no idea. Seven years later, here um, would come Caitlin, and Sandy went through a lot uh, with that because she had a big fibroid inside of her. Oh, and, oh and yes, I had to have issues. a surgery in June. Yeah, to have it taken out, and it was fourteen pounds that fibroid. Oh was. my goodness! Crazy. <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm eight weeks post-op now, and then doing well. Just glad to be oh, rid of good. it. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> Because even after yeah. we had Caitlin last year, she, you know, she knew mm-hmm. it was a big fibroid, but wasn't no pain, yeah, no nothing. So she kept putting it off. Yeah. Like, who wants right. to get surgery, right? And, oh, yeah. And of course, and then right. all of a sudden, something happened this year that just exploded it. And all of a sudden, she yeah. looked like she was having twins. Oh, man. I did. I looked wow. very, very pregnant. And it was, it was oh. all that fibroid. Yeah. Yes, and I, I think guess my she best was having twins, you know, 14 pounds. Oh. Yeah, my best friend said she had a, had a fibroid, too, like the size of a basketball. So I imagine that's um, not fun. So thank yeah. God no, that you're doing no. well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, um, so let's say that whatever happens down the road, whether it's five years, ten years, you're a success on the broad scale, whatever that, whatever that looks like. If the person right. you are now, if you could meet your future self, what would you tell her? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Because, you know, everybody goes the other way. Everybody yeah. asks, what would you tell your 18-year-old mm-hmm. self? I, right. I I like to go the other way. What right. would you tell your Just, future self or, or remind your future self? Yeah. Um, I think just try to remember – uh, remember the dark, dark, dark times that, that had happened to me in the past, you know, never forget that and just be mm-hmm. grateful for every minute, enjoy every minute with gratitude and thankfulness for all, for what I get to experience and just start in that mm-hmm. place and mm-hmm. then just try to give, give as much to others. Yeah. And and the reason I ask that question in that way, because, of course, like I said, everybody asks it the other way. The reason right. I kind of ask it in that way is I understand that whatever answer you're given, you should live right now. Right. And that's why I ask it that way, to get artists yeah. to think, well, if, if I'm giving this advice on, or, or, or get them to remember or whatever, 
for 20 years from now. I, if, I'll never get there if I'm not living that right now. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so let's say you had a friend of yours, and, and, it, and you could use this as whether it's singing or acting, since you do both. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. which way you go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's say that they've got something special. You know, they're, um, let's just use acting because that's really, really big where you're at, where you've been. Um, right. And let's say, you know, you, they, they're funny. And they can tell mm-hmm. jokes. And, and when they're on that stage, they just have that stage presence. And they, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they just draw a crowd. What advice would you give that person to kind of help guide them the next two, three, four years? Right. Um, hmm. That's, it's, I guess it depends also where they live yeah. and that circumstance. But of course, if that's what they're passionate about and they do it, they do it well. Um, now, young people, I always encourage them to also, you know, go to school. And then I think it's also important for performers to study business, mm-hmm. to have that part they of are the finances. Yes, absolutely. You have to treat yourself as you are the corporation. You're the CEO, the treasurer, the secretary. You're at all. You're the PR. Um, just to really study your business and to know, like, where it came from and who everybody is. You know, you really have to be familiar with of what you want to pursue. And I think a lot, you know, usually if, if you're in it, then you pretty much are a fan of, of it. Um, so just try to, you know, you really got to watch out because then if you get success mm-hmm. and then people want to jump on and, oh, well, you pay me this and you pay me that. So try to educate mm-hmm. yourself as much as possible what standard in the industry as far as contracts or this or that. And if, you know, mm-hmm. don't just sign something or sign something away just because someone says we're going to do this or make you a star, get yeah. an attorney, get, you know, have someone mm-hmm. review the contract or talk to as many people. And nowadays, you know, you can connect on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, and usually people are pretty good about maybe helping you out if you if you're if you need some advice in that area. And mm-hmm. there's so much now you can watch online and do your research about just just really protecting your talent. I think is is a big thing. So when you look at your life so far, what what are what's something that people are you, you, um, preconceived about where where they think you're some something that you're not. Well, what what do you think is the most most of that where people hmm. have a misconception of you? Hmm. Um. Well, I know from if they've read things online, they think, oh, poor poor Angela, that her parents did this to her, did that or whatever, mm-hmm. and oh, wow. that's certainly not the mm-hmm. case. I was, you know, I went through a situation, but certainly. Nothing that yeah, people actually probably feel bad, more bad about. Oh, I, I'm sorry you went through that. And I'm I, I'm actually not. That's that was a learning experience. Yes, it lasted mm-hmm. 20 years, but um, I'm just so grateful to be where I am now. So, yep. and I'm just you know I'm just me. You know that was that was <laughs> the thing. Part of the part of the other life. It was mm-hmm. kind of building yourself up, and I I I think that what kind of happens with acting and, you know, Mm -hmm. people build these personas and like they're almost untouchable and, 
you know, but now with, now with the internet and everything is kind of more relaxed and people see and have more access to performers and realize they're mm-hmm. just real people doing yeah. what they love. And so I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, you're just a real person and you could be working at McDonald's today and then you could be singing tomorrow. <laughs> so um, you just kind <laughs> of have to keep that in perspective. I love that. Um, so mm-hmm. as we end here, um, what are some final parting words? Yes. Um, well, just thank you so much for having me and, I really appreciate all of the support from fans and that, you know, it makes it just being a part of the show step-by-step makes me so happy over the years Hmm. that it still continues to touch families. You know, kids now have their own, their own kids. They were growing up watching me and and now their Mm -hmm. kids like the show on Hulu. (laughs) And so um, Mm -hmm. I think it just really had some heartwarming, good, good lessons in the show. And, yeah, I'm glad you say that. So if if people could still, you know, go back and revisit that and um, just to remember to be kind to everyone. I know now it's very difficult with the politics and everything, uh, mm-hmm. the heated emotions going oh, on yes. in the world. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm doing my best when maybe, you know, to keep in the back of your mind, if you feel like lashing out or saying something negative about someone else just um i I asked you to say a prayer for them instead you know just just pray for Mm -hmm. for them to have peace and wisdom and instead of um instead of putting more negativity in the world and and, you know you you made the comment about that you hope the show um fills up for families and i and I, i remember because we we probably watched every episode years ago when we were first married and all right. that and all that and I remember telling Sandy during one of the episodes I was like why don't they make shows like this anymore because because yes yeah. they make mistakes in that in there but there's always mm-hmm. consequences to when they do so, when, when every any of the characters in that show when they step across that line. And you know you're right. stepping across it. You're watching. <laughs> you're like they are yeah. making a big mistake, yeah. and they do it anyway. But there's mm-hmm. always consequences, and, and they always, they always, they always end it on a good note. But they always show yeah. that there are consequences for their actions. They're like, where is that nowadays? Right. Yes. <laughs> they did a good job mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, we had really good writers. So. Yeah. <laughs> So, as we end, tell everybody how they can find you. Yes, you can go to Angela Watson Sings, S-I-N-G-S dot com. (laughs) And, of course, that will connect you to my Facebook. And then you can see the videos and keep keep track of all the different things that I'm doing. Love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show. And thank you for being vulnerable with us because that's what I think is important with your story. Yes. Yes. Well, you're welcome. Thank you so much. I am very glad to be able to share that with you and to your listeners. And hopefully, um, for someone, maybe a light bulb, you know, a light will turn on, and that they will be able to get out of the pain and the fear that I was living in for so long, and that they'll be able to to live in the happiness that that I have found. Love that. 
And, you know, we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. Oh, well, thank you, guys. It's been really nice talking with you. All right, you oh, have a blessed dear. day. Okay, you too, and, and safe safe trip to the to Nashville. I look forward to talking <laughs> to you when you're there. Sounds oh. good. Bye. Yeah, sounds okay. good. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.